RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt, and today is Thursday, July 18th, 2019. On today's show, Quentin Tarantino confirms he wants to make Pulp Fiction in space. Anton Yelchin's music will feature on the soundtrack to Love and Tosha, and filming has finished on episodes 5 and 6 of Star Trek Picard. All of this, plus what Roddenberry is up to at San Diego Comic-Con, and the Star Trek events in your area to look forward to this weekend. Coming right up. For a guy who doesn't want to talk about Star Trek, Quentin Tarantino sure can't seem to stop talking about Star Trek. In a lengthy new interview with Deadline, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood director fielded questions about his rumored Trek adaptation. The information he gave was pretty dense, so let's try and unpack it. In the course of the interview, it was actually Tarantino who first brought up Trek, when he was talking about William Shatner. It was in the context of actors who were really big and then were able to take on really interesting television roles later in their careers. He likened Shatner, along with John Saxon, to Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Once Upon a Time, saying, If you watch some of those William Shatner episodes or you watch some of those John Saxon episodes, those are really wild characters they're playing. I mean, really interesting characters frankly better than most of the characters they ever played in movies. Deadline then took the opportunity to ask about the rumored Star Trek film in the works. They asked Tarantino what it was about the original series that got the current script as far as it has. Tarantino didn't mince words. He said, My portal into that show is William Shatner. I love William Shatner on Star Trek. I love his performance as James T. Kirk. That is my connection. That is my umbilical cord. I think it's one of the greatest performances in the history of episodic television of a series lead, and rightly so, because very few series leads have ever gotten the opportunity to play all the different wild, crazy things. He went on to explain that he was taken with Star Trek 2009, and that Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, as Kirk and Spock respectively, got it. Then Deadline asked the big question, will you direct it? Now, let's be clear. Quentin Tarantino was asked a direct question and couldn't give a direct answer. That's not particularly surprising. In Hollywood, nothing's a done deal until it's a done deal. The best Tarantino would commit to was, I don't know if I'll do it or not. I've got to figure it out, but Mark L. Smith, the screenwriter for The Revenant, wrote a really cool script. I like it a lot. Tarantino did take time to call out another prominent Star Trek figure, though, and once again, unsurprisingly, he didn't mince his words. I get annoyed at Simon Pegg, he said. One of the comments he said, he's like, well, look, it's not going to be Pulp Fiction in space. Yes, it is. 
If I do it, that's exactly what it'll be. There's no science fiction movie that has this in it. And they said, I know, that's why we want to make it. It's at the very least unique in that regard. Oh yeah, and one last thing. Tarantino revealed at least one small aspect of the plot. There's a gangster element to what we're doing with the Star Trek thing that works out pretty good. In case you forgot, Tarantino is not actually promoting Star Trek right now, but his latest film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's due out in cinemas next week. The soundtrack to the Anton Yelchin documentary Love Antosha is available to stream or buy now, featuring music by the late actor. The Hollywood Reporter brought us a story earlier this week about the soundtrack's release and noted that it would feature music by Yelchin and his punk band, The Hammerheads. The story also included a clip from the documentary of Yelchin's former bandmates' memories of him. One band member recalled, Every time he came over, he brought about three songs with him and he would play them three different ways. It doesn't matter how good you are. Literally, when you get together and share creativity in that way, something happens. We're like a unit. The film soundtrack was released Tuesday, with the album launch party being held at Gold Diggers Bar Hotel and Recording Studio in East Hollywood on Tuesday night. If you'd like to listen to the album for yourself, it's available to stream widely now, and according to Love Antosha on social media, should be available on vinyl soon. Star Trek Picard production news and weekend events in just a moment, but first, a word from me. I'm not sure if you know this, but I'm a Star Trek fan just like you. I also have a day job just like you. I bring daily Star Trek news to you in my spare time because it's what I love to do, gathering Star Trek news and sharing it with my friends. Of course, this show isn't free for me to produce, and that's where the support of listeners like you comes in. To find out more about how you can help me keep this show going, please check out patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Anything that you can contribute will help me cover my costs and let me concentrate on bringing you the content you love. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. Filming on Star Trek Picard episodes five and six has apparently completed. Director Maya Vervilo posted a picture on Twitter yesterday, confirming that her time on Picard was done. The tweet read, and that's a wrap, for me at least. The accompanying picture was of a clapperboard with the text, Star Trek Picard, Maya Vervilo, Philip Lanyon. Now, if those two names sound familiar, they should. Both Vervilo and Philip Lanyon have worked on Star Trek before. Vervillo's past directing credits include the short trek Runaway, that's the one with Poe, and the Discovery Season 2 episode Perpetual Infinity, that's the one where Burnham finally meets her mom. Lanyon, a cinematographer, filmed the short trek The Brightest Star with the Kelpians, and the Discovery Season 2 episode The Sound of Thunder, also with the Kelpians. Lanyon is listed as the cinematographer for six episodes of Star Trek Picard. Expect more Star Trek Picard news in the next few days as CBS kicks off its big showing at San Diego Comic-Con, whose doors open today. 
Speaking of Comic-Con, if you happen to be in the area this weekend, then be sure to head to one of the Roddenberry events that are going on. It all starts today with the Roddenberry Presents panel from 1.30 to 2.30pm in room 24ABC. Come find out about all the latest offerings from Roddenberry Entertainment, including the newest shows on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Then on Saturday, it's the big Hall H panel from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., where CBS will be talking about Star Trek Discovery Season 3, the new animated series Lower Decks, and of course, Star Trek Picard. Later on Saturday, from 4 to 5 p.m. in the San Diego Central Library, I'll be appearing with Larry Nemechek, Ken Ray, John Champion, and a couple other guests to discuss whether utopian Star Trek has become passé. And finally, on Sunday, from 12 to 1 p.m. in room 29AB, Larry Nemechek will be interviewing Robert Butler, director of The Cage, live. For coverage of all these special events, make sure you tune in to Daily Star Trek News. I'll be unpacking all the biggest Star Trek stories from the con. Now, if you can't make it to SDCC this weekend, but you're still in the mood to get together with some fellow Trekkies, try getting out to one of these local events. First, the big one. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area, head down to the National Mall for a series of special projections on the Washington Monument. The National Air and Space Museum is projecting a giant Saturn V rocket in the evenings for the next couple of days, culminating with a special performance on Friday and Saturday nights commemorating the 50th anniversary of the first moon landing. You'll probably know by now that the Star Trek Exploring New Worlds exhibit is still on at the Henry Ford Museum of American Innovation in Dearborn, Michigan. But this week is special. If you were looking for an excuse to go, this might be it. This evening, from 5 to 8.30 p.m., it's happy hour. From the Henry Ford website, beam yourself up with cocktails, special programming and prizes, plus an after-hours visit to the exhibit. Next, in Abilene, Texas, the Paramount Theater this weekend is holding a sci-fi film fest, featuring several sci-fi films and special events. Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan Director's Cut is showing on Saturday at 4.30pm, followed shortly after by The Contest, who can scream Khan the loudest. Finally, in Des Moines, Washington, planetary scientist and host of the Strange New Worlds podcast, Michael Wong, is giving a lecture on the science of Star Trek at the Woodmont Library next Wednesday, July 24th. Now, if you have a local event you'd like for me to include in next Thursday's show, then please email me at info at dailystartreknews.com or use the hashtag DSTNEvents on Twitter and I'll retweet you. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'm Alison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com 
the Roddenberry Podcast Network.